Welcome to the Legendary Leaders Podcast, Making Legendary Leaders, with your host, Katrina Jameson, where we focus on business, leadership, and life. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Legendary Leaders. Today we are going to talk about our product. You know, there are a few fundamental things that we talk about and that we touch in our business every single day. It doesn't matter the size of our business. It doesn't matter how much money we're making. We have to think about the same handful of things across the board. They unite us as business leaders, right? We're constantly thinking about our customer, who we're serving and how we're serving them. We're constantly thinking about our product, what we're selling, how we're selling it, how we can continue to make it better. And then we're always thinking about our, you know, ourselves from a leadership perspective and our mentality and our focus and how we're working. Because as a business leader, if we're not working effectively, our business isn't going to run as effectively, right? So of all the things that we talk about, those are truly one of the fundamental three things that unite us and that we talk about on a regular basis here at Legend Leaders, right? So let's talk about the product today that's where i want us to really hone in and think about what we are selling because ultimately what i get asked many times is katrina how do i make sure that my product is is the best you know i have this amazing idea but i mean how do i make it better than everybody else's do i need to make it better than everybody else's what can i do because I don't want my stuff to be like everybody else's, then I don't stand out. Then I'm not any different, then I'm just a copycat, then I'm just one in the same. But my intentions are different. My intentions are to better serve, not to make more money, right? If we better serve, the money's gonna be there. You need to always remember that. If you better serve your customer, the money will follow. So where I want you to focus, and where you probably are focusing, is how do I better serve my customer? How can I be better at serving my customer than my competitors? And it's a good question to ask. And so what I would tell you is this, something that I ran across the other day, it was a great way to sort of think about it. So let me walk you through it. So did you know that every market has a cultural belief system? Did you know that? I didn't think about it that way, but let me walk you through it because once I looked at it from this perspective, it was like, boom, light bulb moment. That's exactly right. These are the things that we talk about all the time, but if we can give ourselves a way to think about it a little differently, now we've empowered ourselves. We've, we've eliminated the guesswork. We've eliminated, you know, the, the lack of understanding. We've provided ourselves clarity in providing this new perspective. So let's walk through this perspective. What do I mean by every market has a cultural belief system. That means companies, customers, and you know the, the media, the media overall, believe that a certain market must behave in a certain way to be successful. It's been defined, okay? The companies that participate in that market, the customers that participate in that market, and anyone who generates marketing assets within that market believe that that business market behaves in a certain way. Now, one of my favorite movies is A Few Good Men with Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson, right? And a couple, Kevin Bacon, Demi Moore, I mean, you name it, it had all these amazing actors and actresses in it, right? So if you've seen it, I want you to think back to this, this scene with me. 
where Daniel Caffey, right, Tom Cruise plays um, Daniel Caffey, the attorney. He was cross-examining a Marine on the stand about Code Reds. And so he'd ask some questions about Code Reds. And then Kevin Bacon, who was the opposing counsel, got up and asked all these questions about, well, you know, here's the Marine Code of Conduct handbook, right? And here's the handbook for the camp that they were in down in Guantanamo Bay. Tell me where it talks about Code Reds in these handbooks. And he was like, it's, it's not there. And so, right, Kevin Bacon walks off because he's like, I proved my point, right? That's what he's thinking, that because the word Code Red doesn't exist in the handbook, then it can't really be said that it's happening anywhere else, right? These Marines can't know how to do this. They can't be influenced or taught how to do this if it's not in the guidebooks. And so, Kathy goes back and does a... I guess it's a second cross. I don't know all these legal terms. You got to just bear with me. But you get what I'm saying if you've seen the movie. He goes back to that Marine on the stand, and he says to him, so, you know, hey, did you eat while you were, you know, on base in Guantanamo Bay? And he said, yes, sir, three, you know, three squares a day, sir. And so then Kathy said, so how did you, you know, is the mess hall, show me in this, in this guide, in the handbook, where the mess hall is. And he said, well, I can't. It's not in the book. And he said, well, then how did you know where to eat? And he sat there for a second and he said, well, I guess I just followed everyone else at chow time, sir. Boom. Right then, what he proved is that not everything has to be written, right? Not everything has to be written down to tell you how to act or behave or guide you. That There's not written rules all the time, and we know that. But it was a great point that he proved that we learn things simply by showing up and fitting into an organization that's already existing. And for you, for most of us that are creating a business, we are trying to fit into a framework that has already been established before we've arrived. And so nine times out of 10, what we tend to do is we try to fit into that framework. But what I wanna tell you to do is that instead of jumping right in, Look at that market, assess that market as an external observer, and figure out how you can create a disruption in that market by not following the rules. Now, I'm not telling you to go break all the rules and be unethical and you know sell things that are not good products. I'm not saying any of that, right? Breach confidentiality or break trust. Don't do those things, right? But what I want you to do is instead of assuming it is what it is or it must be done this way as a rule of engagement, I want you to question everything. Because if you question everything, then what you're going to do is come back and say, okay, well, it does have to be that way because that's what builds trust. Or it does have to be that way because there are regulations that require it to be that way. You're going to quickly find where you have no wiggle room and then you're going to find wiggle room in other areas. And that's the point. You want to find the wiggle room. Think about big brands that have done that. You know, I, again, I like Apple because of how they think outside of the box. Um, right now, they're running this amazing, amazing commercial. Hello, Katrina, slow down. They're running this amazing commercial. And if you've seen it, it's about everybody talking about, you know, I, I searched for eight divorce lawyers today on the internet, right? And he announces it on the subway. And then, you know, at the end... It's this girl with a megaphone saying, the number on my credit card is, and she's blasting it out. Everybody's looking at her like she's crazy. <clears throat> and they're talking about the security and the privacy of the iPhone. But they do a really good job 
of really proving their point through their marketing. They do a great job at marketing because they're trying to tell you how different they are. Apple tries to be different and at the same time connect with what you need. So think about Apple. Think about the fact that before Apple came out with the iPhone, okay, <clears throat> they had the iPod. Before they came out with the iPod, what were we doing? We were all listening to CDs. We were downloading. We were pirating songs, right? We were sharing music back and forth. And we were burning that onto a CD, right? We were, we were in the CD mode. And we had all of these DVR, like, burners that would record music. And then we would plug the CDs into our cars or wherever. And we had CD players. And that was it. But we had to carry that media around. And these huge CD books, I had two of those things that would sit in my vehicle. And you'd have to, you'd be driving down the road with one hand and flipping through the CDs with the other hand, praying to God you didn't die. I mean, people say that, you know, the phones are dangerous right now because people are texting. Well, think back to the fact that we were flipping through our CD cases trying to pick out the next cool song to pop into our CD players, right? I think we've all had destructions, but let me get back to the point here. The point is the fact that they came out and they innovated and they said, look, forget CDs, carry it all on your phone. You've got all these gigabytes in these storage, right, megabytes, to store all these photos, all this music, all this everything, you've got it in the palm of your hand. That's how we can change the music industry. You don't need CDs anymore. Let's change the media that you have to carry it around on. Let's change the way that you listen to it. They didn't change what we listened to. They changed how we listened to it, right? So if you want to do something like that, how do you step in and say, people want to listen to music, I don't want to change the genre. I don't want to listen to what change what's popular. That may be too hard. I'm not an artist. I can't change that. But I am an innovator. So how can I change and give something what to people that they want? They want to listen to music. How do I make it easier? How do I remove barriers to listening to music? How do I solve a problem that people aren't even really acknowledging that they probably have? Right? Now that's a little bit harder. You need people to acknowledge they have the problem or you have to convince them why they need to solve the problem in the first place. If you can do that, that's great. That makes it a little bit harder on your product, but you get the point. Think about how you go in and do something better than CDs. Okay? How are you gonna do something better than CDs? How do you look at the market you are entering into and you say, how do I solve the customer's problem but in a way that is different and desirable? That gives your product an edge. You typically in that situation will have zero competitors because you've stepped outside and you've created a blue ocean where there's no one else doing it exactly like you. You've created an amazing product that, that people can't really compete with. It's desirable and people want it. And that's how you create a better product than everyone else. Stop assuming that there are rules in your market that aren't really rules. Go figure out what the rules are and then make new ones that can fit and that you can tailor your product to. Create the rules. That's my challenge for you today. Create the rules. Go assess your market, understand what the rules have to be, and then create new rules. That's going to help your product stand out better than the rest. Isn't that exciting? I get excited about stuff like that. So that said, my last challenge for you, as always, go and be legendary.